What's up, people of Earth and Spotify podcast listeners? Ready for today's news and flashback fun mini episode? Now, before I begin, I have a little bit of a confession. Uh, I made a little bit of a mistake on last week's show. I forgot that this Thursday is Veterans Day, and as such, Cape Cod Community College is closed, and I cannot access WKKL, so... Oopsies! Totally my bad. So this week's show tomorrow will be only be on Facebook Live and Spotify Podcast Time TBA, and not over the airways. But don't worry, I'll be back on the radio waves for my, for my annual pre-Thanksgiving hiatus show next week. Anyways, happy birthday today to local Massachusetts musician Jack Colton McGrath, composer. Tim Rice, TV actor Josh Peck, the late movie actress Brittany Murphy, actress Mackenzie Foy, country singer Miranda Lambert, actor Taran Egerton, pregnant rapper Eve, actress Heather, Heather Matarazzo, TV actor Tracy Morgan. Today happens to be the entertainment debut of the iconic children's show Sesame Street, which debuted on this day in 1969, along with 2004's The Polar Express, 2006's Stranger Than Fiction, the 2017 films Murder on the Orient Express, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Daddy's Home 2, and the 1998 direct-to-video film Billboard Dad. I do have one deck to report. 85-year-old Dean Stockwell, whose career in film, TV, and stage spanned over 70 years and was famed for playing Rear Admiral Albert Al Calvici in the TV show Quantum Leap, passed on Sunday, November 7th. His other roles included 1988's Married to the Mob, Edmund Tyrone in the film version of A Long Day's Journey Into Night, Brother Cavill on Battlestar Galactica, 1948's The Boy with Green Hair, 1997's Air Force One, and many others. Rest in peace. In other news, a new king, eonline.com, reported yesterday the title of People's Sexiest Man Alive of 2001 2021 goes to Ant-Man himself, Paul Rudd. Stephen Colbert announced the recipient of the magazine's annual honor during CBS's The Late Show on Tuesday, night. The star is featured on the cover of People's Annual Sexiest Man Alive issue, out now. Rudd Koo can soon be seen starring in Apple TV Plus's The Shrink Next Door, dethrones Michael B. Jordan, who was given the title in 2020. The announcement arrived at the end of a lengthy comedic sketch in which Colbert tested the 52-year-old anchorman performer to determine whether he's sexy. This included having Rudd dump copious amounts of water on himself and attempt to deliver the perfect slouch. At the end of the bit, Colbert informed Rudd that he tested negative for sexy. This led the actor to humbly reply in part that the verdict Makes sense. I appreciate you just giving me a shot, honestly. Congratulations. 
Enormous news, Netflix viewers. Well, the world eagerly awaits the debut of next week's Tiger King Season 2. Variety.com broke news yesterday about another recent mono-successful Netflix original series. It stated, another season of Squid Game is on the way. Creator Huang Dong-yuk confirmed their plans to the Associated Press at a screening and Q&A in Los Angeles for the Korean drama, which became a global phenomenon for Netflix in the past couple months. There's been so much pressure, so much demand, and so much love for a second season, so I almost feel like you leave us no choice, Huang told the Associated Press on the Monday Night Red Carpet. But I will say there will indeed be a second season. It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently. However, Quang tempered expectations by saying it's too early to give any concrete details about the follow-up to the smash hit. And Netflix hasn't made any official announcement yet. Quang did say, though, that lead actor Lee Jung-jae will return as main character Seong Ji-han. Speaking of Netflix... TVLine.com reported yesterday the streaming giant is ready to sail with its live-action adaptation of the popular pirate magna One Piece. The streamer on Tuesday confirmed five of the actors bringing the series' popular characters to life. Inuke Godroy, who killed Sarah, will star as Monkey D. Luffy, alongside Mac and Yu, Pacific Rim, as Rorana Zoro. Emily Rudd, Fear Street, as Nami, Jacob Romero, Gibson, All Rise, as Usopp, and Taz Schuyler, as Sanji. If you're not familiar with the manga or the its popular anime, it follows the adventures of Luffy, a boy whose body gained the properties of rubber after unintentionally eating a devil's food, a rare food that gives the person special powers but makes them super vulnerable to water. With his pirates crew dubbed the Straw Hat Pirates, Luffy explores the Grand Line, an enormous sea, in search of the world's ultimate treasure, One Piece, to become the next king of pirates. In just 15 days, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade comes back with its pre-pandemic in-person tradition. Today.com announced yesterday what to expect from the event. The 95th annual Spacey's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade will air on Nov 25th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in all time zones on ABC. Telemundo will simulcast the parade in Spanish. And for the first time, fans can also live stream coverage on Peacock. NBC has announced the pop group... The K-pop group Aespa... Jimmy Allen, Joan Bast, Blue's Clues host Kristen Chenoweth, Darren Kreuss, Jordan Fisher, Foreigner, the cast of Peacock's Girls 5 Eva, Sarah Bareilles, Renee Ellis Goldsberry, Paula Pell and Busy Phillips, Andy Grammer, Mickey Guyton, Chris Lane, Miss America, Kamel Schreier, the cast of Sesame Street, Nellie, Kim Petras, Kelly Rowland, Rob Thomas, Ty Veritas, Zoe Louise, and Torin Clow. And of course, the biggest star, Santa Claus.
The special feature a special performance from Carrie Underwood from her album, My Gift Special Edition. Broadway will be representative by the cast of Six, Moulin Rouge the Musical, and Wicked. The Rockettes will be there as will the cast of the upcoming NBC Live production of Annie. This year's parade will feature 15 giant character balloons, 28 floats, 36 novelty and heritage inflatables, more than 800 clowns, 10 marching bands, and nine performance groups, and of course, Santa Claus. New balloons this year are Ada Twist Scientist by Netflix, a Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, inspired by Funko Pop, Ronald McDonald, and Pikachu and Eevee from Pokemon. They'll be joining returning balloons, including Snoopy, Boss Baby, Chase from Paw Patrol, among many others. Happy early birthday to Oscar-winning actor Leonardo DiCaprio, who turns 47 tomorrow. The actor has been in countless films like Titanic, which rocketed him to become king of the world and into heartthrob superstar status. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Shutter Island, 1996's Romeo and Juliet, The Revenant, for which, which he earned a well-deserved Best Actor Oscar, Inception, and countless others. His newest film, Adam McKay's Don't Look Up, has a limited theatrical release on December twenty on December tenth, two thousand twenty one, before streaming on Netflix on December twenty fourth. In his honor, Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested that I talk about his first major film, a movie that earned him his first Os- her very first Oscar nomination, four years before the massive record breaking blockbuster that was Titanic set sail. It was the December 17, 1993 drama What's Eating Gilbert Grape, also starring Juliette Lewis, Johnny Depp, Darlene Cates. Adapted from screenwriter Peter Hedge's 1991 book, the film told of 24-year-old Gilbert Grape, a young man in a small Midwestern town, who struggles to care for both his extremely obese mother and mentally disabled younger brother, Artie, while attempting to pursue his own happiness. The 11 million earner was well-received. As I just said a few minutes ago, DiCaprio earned his first Academy Award nomination for his role as Artie, which, unfortunately, was the film's only... uh, Oscar nomination. Did you know that DiCaprio played the Arnie Grape role extremely well that when he showed up for the film's premiere, many people were shocked and astonished to learn to discover he wasn't actually mentally disabled. And Mary Steinbergen was the only person confident enough in DiCaprio's performance she was willing to pay him from her own salary. It's been oh, just over nine months since the world lost the incredible actor Christopher Plummer. And there will never be another actor like him. His films are quite diverse, from 2019's Knives Out to 1970's Waterloo, 2005's The New World to 2017's All the Money in the World to, ni- to 2009's Up, 2010's Beginners, to 1975's The Man Who Would Be King, to 2009's The Last Station, 
and numerous others. So it's really hard to pick out just one film of his to talk about. But I'm focusing on his most well-known movie for Flashback Fun, 1965's The Sound of Music, for which he received tremendous acclaim as Captain George Von Trapp requested by Cassie this film was requested by Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis. To be quite honest, I really should have done this film after his February fifth death, but I didn't want to rub salt into the wound left by his death that early. Can you blame me? No. The iconic film, which doesn't even need a recap, taught audiences how to climb every mountain and sing Do Re Mi, Do Re Mi on April 1st, 1965. No joke. And also starred Julia Andrews, Richard Hayden, and Eleanor Parker. It was an adaptation of the famous 1951 musical and became that year's highest grossing film. By November 1966, the film was the highest grossing film of all time, bypassing Gone with the Wind and holding that record for five long years. That's impressive. It was just as popular throughout the world, breaking box office records in 29 countries. The film, which has a lifetime gross of 286.2 million do-re-mis, do-re-mis, or I mean does, received five Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. Did you know that very little background info on the real Captain Von Trapp is, was known or available to Flubber. So he went with an interpreter to the Salzburg Mountains where they found where they met with George's nephew. They asked him what the real man was like, and he told them he was the most uninteresting man he'd ever met. The song Idolize isn't actually well known in Austria, and it was only written for the musical. Unfortunately, it was the very last song that Oscar Hammerstein II wrote before his death on August 23, 1960. Did you know that Maria's wedding gown train was 14 feet long? That's all for this week's Flashback Phone and News mini-episode. Join me sometime tomorrow on either Midday Movie Madness's Facebook page or on its Spotify podcast page as Clifford the Big Red Dog barks its way to theaters and Paramount Plus with his first live-action CGI movie. Well, okay. Technically, he barked his way there today. The newest Home Alone entry arrives on Disney Plus, and we take a look back at the John Hughes original comedy that began the franchise. Plus, I talk about Will Smith's King Richard, the biopic about tennis players Venus and Serena Williams' father and coach Richard Williams, which doesn't exactly come to which doesn't come to theater and HBO Max course until next week. So until then, my minions, as always, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch lots of movies if they're in if they're in theaters, if you can get to them safely.
on DVD or on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there. See you tomorrow, my minions. Bye.